0: What's up world, I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Top Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Haley Steinfeld and the movie, I'm thinking of ending things. But first, let's talk about actress Haley Steinfeld, who is one of my favorite actresses working today. I think she's underrated. I think she's on the verge of movie stardom. And I think most people are ignoring how close she is to movie stardom. First off, she had one of the best debut film performances ever in a western called True Grit, which was directed by the Coen Brothers. For that performance, Steinfeld got nominated for an Oscar at 13 years old. This was a movie that also starred Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon, and Steinfeld completely stole the show. She gives one of the best child performances ever in a movie. She completely carries the movie. It's like that moment when you see Saoirse Ronan in the movie Atonement. You're like, wow, that's an actress in the making right there. It's the same thing with Steinfeld in True Grit. You know there's something special there. It's not just a character she's playing. You can sense the star potential. And the same thing that happened with Saoirse Ronan in Atonement has happened with Haley Steinfeld. She has continued to give great performance after great performance. After she stars in True Grit, she's in a movie. It's a Small supporting role in this movie called Begin Again. I absolutely love this movie. This is one of the best movies of all time. It starts Kieran Knightley with Mark Ruffalo, and Haley Steinfeld plays the daughter of Mark Ruffalo's character. If you have not seen the film Begin Again, I cannot recommend it more if I tried. It is so awesome. It's so underrated. It's like this weird indie that's about the music industry, and Haley Steinfeld in this film completely blew me away. She has tremendous chemistry with Ruffalo and Knightley, and she carries her own in this film. There are points where you're watching this movie, and you want this movie to be about her character. And in the ending of that film, her character performs with Kira Knightley's character in one of the best endings I've ever seen for a movie. Again, watch the movie begin again, and then you'll understand how good Haley Steinfeld is as a young actress. Then she has a supporting role in each of the Pitch Perfect, sequels. It's so interesting that she also has a musical career, but she first was in movies about music. I mean, Begin Again and the Pitch Perfect sequels. So to see those movies and to now for her to have her own musical career, it's so fascinating. I, for one, like her acting better than her music, but it's interesting that she's really decent at both things and that her movie career kind of helped lead to her musical career. When you talk about kid actors who get nominated for Oscars, usually that's their most memorable performance, but in the case of Haley Steinfeld, her best acting performance ever is in this little movie called Edge of Seventeen. I would call this Lady Bird before Lady Bird. This came out the year before Lady Bird. That's why I think there is like this unique comparison to Sir Ronan. Both were nominated for Oscars at young ages, and still they shine in movies long after like their memorable performance is not their first breakout performances. They've given so many cents. And Edge of Seventeen is absolutely the best performance Haley Steinfeld has ever given in a movie. She has tremendous chemistry with Woody Harrelson, who she's in a few scenes with. And she also has tremendous chemistry with Haley Lou Richardson. Listen, I get it. There are some people that don't like coming of age movies. But I think when you see some that are about women, like there are, enough coming-of-age stories about women that when I see a new one and I'm like, wow, that really works. And Edge of Seventeen and Lady Bird are two coming-of-age stories that, again, I've never seen anything like them. I completely love the movie Edge of Seventeen. I think it should have got more acclaim, critically and financially. This should have been a hit film. More people should see Edge of Seventeen. It is so good from beginning to end and Haley Steinfeld completely carries the film. And we'll Steinfeld has been in these films that are like critical darlings, like True Grit, Begin Again, and Edge of 17. She's also been in huge blockbusters that have been both financial and critical successes in the form of Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. That's right, she's the voice of Spider Gwen. It might only be a vocal performance, but I thought her character in that film completely works, and I want to see sequels where she is a main component of them. I love that character, and I love the fact that she's the voice actress of. Of it and oh by the way, she is the star of the second best Transformers movie ever, Bumblebee. Her performance in that film completely carries that movie, and it's the second best performance in that franchise's history behind only Shia LaBeouf in the first Transformers film. Bumblebee in the first Transformers movie are the only films of the franchise I would ever consider re-watching. So look at Haley Steinfeld's career, nominated for an Oscar at a young age, then starting critical hits like Begin Again, Edge of 17, and has been in some blockbuster movies like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Bumblebee. I don't think she's getting enough credit for what she's done at this point in her career, and I think there's so much more for her to do. And she can be in any kind of movie going forward. She can be in major franchises and add something to them like she did in Bumblebee, and she can be in massive success movies directly Directed by guys like the Cohen Brothers, that's the type of actress that Haley Steinfeld is, and I don't think there are many other people like her right now. And Steinfeld is also the lead of the best show on Apple TV Plus. That is Dickinson, where Haley Steinfeld plays a fictionalized version of the character Emily Dickinson. It is funny, dramatic, and quirky all at the same time. And again, it proves that Haley Steinfeld is one of the best actresses. Working today. Nobody else could star in a show like that. Be the lead of a show like Dickinson and also be the lead of a blockbuster film like Bumblebee. And Steinfeld is still only 23 years old. So when I look at film careers that I'm excited for, she is at the top of the list. Where she goes next is going to be something special because just look back at the films. Here's the list of movies and shows you need to watch to appreciate Haley's. Steinfeld as the great actress that she is. True Grit, Begin Again, Pitch Perfect 2, Edge of 17, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Bumblebee, and check out the Apple TV Plus series Dickinson. You won't regret watching the works of Haley Steinfeld because she's one of the best young actresses working today. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Here's a quick synopsis. A fairly new couple, Jake and Lucy, go on a road trip to visit Jake's parents and things are not quite what they seem. Listen, this movie is nuts. This is the type of movie that you really only watch if you really like movies. That's what I'm going to say right off the bat. This is not a casual movie going experience. You have to be fully invested into what this movie is. This movie was directed by Charlie Kaufman. I'll talk more about him in a second, but this is not the type of movie that you just tune on in the background. You have to fully engage into what this movie is. Now I liked a lot of aspects about this movie. I'll talk about what I liked and I'll talk about what I didn't like but first the things that I did like is the performances and that starts with Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons is only 32 years of age yet it feels like he's been around forever. He's been the star of TV shows like Friday Night Lights. He also appeared in Breaking Bad and oh by the way he's worked with master filmmakers like Paul Thomas Anderson on The Master, Scott Cooper on Black. Black Mass and Hostels, Steven Spielberg on Bridges, Spies and the Post, Adam McKay in Vice, and Martin Scorsese in The Irishman. And all of those movies I absolutely love. And Jesse Plemons added a ton to those films. There's no other actor like him. He's one of the best supporting actors working today who can also be the lead of things. Like there aren't a lot of guys like Jesse Plemons because he can play any kind of character in anything basically. He's not the lead in any of those films I mentioned. He's not even in an hour of any of those films, yet you remember Jesse Plemons was in those movies. I was happy to see Jesse Plemons in movies like Vice and The Irishman, and I thought he added a ton to those movies, because he's that kind of an actor. He can maybe only have a scene or two, but boy, does he take advantage of the moment, unlike any other actor working today. Plemons isn't only working with the best directors, he's also working with the best actors of our time, Joaquin Phoenix, Christian Bale, Johnny Depp, Tom Hanks, Al Pacino. Plemons' acting style is subtle and he has a commanding presence. He is absolutely brilliant in the comedy game night that stars Jason Bateman. It also stars his former co-star of Friday Night Lights, Kyle Chandler. Jesse Plemons absolutely steals that movie. His character is so funny and awkward. That was a slam dunk. I don't know if Jesse Plemons would take this as a compliment, but that is his best performance in any movie I've ever seen him in. And then in this movie, I'm thinking of any things, he works again with another legend in Charlie Kaufman, and Jesse Plemons definitely delivers. Again, he brings that subtlety to this performance. It's one of the... The weirdest performance ever. He's another awkward guy. It's funny at times, but it's not funny in that t- way that you're like enjoying it. It's almost uncomfortable. I don't think there's any other actor that can make you as uncomfortable as Jesse Plemons can, and I think that's a good thing. And I couldn't be more excited for the upcoming movies that Jesse Plemons is going to appear in. He's going to be in Scott Cooper's horror film Antlers and the movie Judas and the Black Messiah, along with Daniel Kaluuya and. And look, Keith Steinfeld and the trailer for that looked amazing. Jesse Plemons is not going anywhere. I hope this guy gets awards recognition that he deserves because this is a guy who in the next 10 years should definitely be nominated for an Oscar because he is putting work in films with the best directors and the best actors and filmmakers of our time. And he deserves credit for what he's adding to these films. Also in I'm Thinking of Ending Things is Jesse Buckley, who is fantastic in this film, and she's sure to be a household name soon. She is set to appear in the upcoming season of Fargo along with Chris Rock. I really liked her performance in this movie. I thought her character was quirky. Again, I'm not going to go into the specifics of this film because I don't want to reveal anything about it. I think it's a type of movie that you need to experience, but I really did like the performances of Plemons and Buckley, and together they had this weird chemistry, which I think was what the movie was about. Two other actors I really liked are in this movie, David Thewlis, who you might know from the Harry Potter series, and from the movie Wonder Woman, where he played the villain. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman at this time, his character is the bad guy. And Tony Collette is also in this movie, and I love Tony Collette. I mean, she's so good in movies like About a Boy and The Way Way Back. And what I'll say about both of their performances is that Thewlis and Collette really go for it. Whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I haven't quite wrapped my head around. I just think they are fully going for it. They are committed to whatever they're committed to in this movie. It is like fully, they are just putting it all out there. And I'm not sure if I liked it, loved it, or hated it. Now I got to talk about the writer-director of this film, Charlie Kaufman. He has written three masterpieces in Being John Malkovich, Adaptation, and Eternal Sunshine. I absolutely love those films. Those films are weird and quirky, and all of them have great performances. In Being John Malkovich, you of course get a great performance from Catherine Keener. You have John Cusack. You have John Malkovich. And then in Adaptation, you get Nicolas Cage, Meryl Streep, and... Chris Cooper absolutely giving some of the best performances of their careers. I mean, that's the best performance Nicolas Cage has ever given. And Chris Cooper rightfully brought home the Oscar. And Meryl Streep is equally brilliant in that film. And then you have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with an all-time Kate Winslet performance. She should have brought home the Oscar for that movie. And Jim Carrey should have at least been nominated for his performance in that film, and that film also has some really good supporting performances by Elijah Wood, Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst. I mean, that movie really holds up. I think that is the best film written by Charlie Kaufman. That is, of course, directed by Michelle Gondry, Spike Jones directed being John Malkovich in Adaptation. If you have not seen those films, you need to check those out, because those are three of the best films of all time, and they are all written by by Charlie Kaufman. He's a one of a kind screenwriter. There's no one better than Charlie Kaufman when he is at his best. Now, when it comes to this film, I'm thinking of ending things. He adapted it from a novel. And listen, I really like this movie. I don't think it is top tier Charlie Kaufman because I think Charlie Kaufman has become so obsessed with making movies that are different. He doesn't want to make a simple movie. I think he's made that clear. I mean, being John Malkovich adaptation and of Of course, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind are not simple, but they are somewhat easy to follow and a lot of people can become invested in the characters. With this movie, I think at times it's a bit self-indulgent and overcomplicated. I think this movie could have been way more simpler than Kaufman made it be. And listen, I really like this movie. This movie has some really good performances. I love the fact that Charlie Kaufman is on this quest to make fully original movies and they end up being complicated, which is both good and bad. Like, he is making the most complex movies out there, and they're not for everyone. Those other movies, interestingly enough, that are successful, were made by different directors. I think when Charlie Kaufman is the writer and director, he is going to make things so complex to understand that, again, maybe in the hands of other filmmakers, they simplify it a bit, like Spike Jonze with being John Malgovich in Adaptation, and then with Michelle Gondry in The Eternal. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. They kind of pick and choose when to make things complicated and when to make things simplified a bit. And for Charlie Kaufman, it seems like when he's directing things, it's all complicated all the time. It's all complex. And you have to think a lot about the movie. There's a scene in this movie where a character is watching a movie within the movie. And the movie is basically a rom-com that we've all seen before. It is so simple. And I think that's the symbol of exactly the type of movie that Charlie Kaufman does not want to write and direct. And he has gone on this quest so hard not to write and direct a movie like that, that he has kind of overcomplicated the idea of making a movie. And so for when a movie of his finally does come out, it's a bit too complicated. I can say that I like this movie a lot. I really enjoyed it. It was a long movie. It was overcomplicated. It should have been simplified more. I think there's a way of making complicated movies that are also entertaining and simple enough to understand somewhat on a basic level. And that's what I think those early Charlie Coffin films did. I think you can kind of get what being John Malkovich is getting after. I think you can kind of understand adaptation and what it's getting after. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is basically a complicated film about relationships. I don't think we can come to a census agreement about what the film I'm thinking of Ending Things is about. For me, it's impossible to explain what this movie is about. I think it's about Kaufman's own view on relationships and how hard they are, and about a man who regrets going through life as an ordinary person and not being special. That's the most simple explanation I can give for this movie. And I think the fact that I think it's about that and can be completely wrong is somewhat maddening. You kind of have to overthink think this movie which again it's something that I kind of enjoy doing but I don't think this is a movie that I could ever rewatch per se I think in the end watching this film made me realize what a good combination Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman are like when Charlie Kaufman's on his own yes he still makes really good movies but I think he needs that guy like Spike Jones because Spike Jones made a movie in her that is super complicated but it's really only about loneliness it's about a guy who falls in love with a Theory-like device. Like it's a complicated idea, but it's simplified in this idea of like loneliness. That's a complicated film that's still somewhat easy to understand, and that's what being John Malkovich and Adaptation are. They're complicated ideas in their movie, but the plot is kind of simple enough to follow that you can watch it, you can be entertained, and then you can pick up on those complex ideas. I think this movie, I'm thinking of ending things, is all about the complex ideas, and the plot is equally complex. You need that simplified plot that's like about a guy that's lonely who's falling in love with his like cell phone but still there's a lot of complex ideas in a movie like her. So yes I like the movies better when Charlie Kaufman is the writer of the movies and is working with other directors like Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry. Because all you have to do to explain the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is to say it's about relationships and then somebody will watch that and go wow there's some complex ideas in there but it's just simplified as this is a movie about relationships. I think I'm thinking of ending things is impossible to explain to somebody who has not seen the movie where you can explain the other films. I mean, being John Malkovich might be a hard one to explain, but I think when you get in there, you can kind of get the gist of what that movie is about. I don't think it's easy to explain the gist of I'm Thinking of Ending Things, although I think it's a really good movie. I think it's one of the better films of 2020. I think it's an average Charlie Kaufman film, and listen, his average is better than most people's best, so yes, I definitely recommend you check out I'm Thinking of Ending Things. It has really, good performances from Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley, and when Charlie Kaufman does write and direct a movie, you have to check out that movie definitely watch the film I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and this week I put the spotlight on actress Haley Steinfeld in the movie I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the movies The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss and The Devil All the Time starring Tom Holland. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.